Chapter Ten of The History of Burke and Hare and of the Resurrectionist Times. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of Burke and Hare by George McGregor. Chapter Ten Old Mary Haldane. The End of Her Debauch. Peggy Haldane in Search of Her Mother mother and daughter united in death but returning to the cases about which more is known than those spoken of in the last chapter or which possessed features that have given them a greater hold on the public mind the first to call for notice are the murders of an old woman named haldane and her daughter margaret which took place before burke changed his residence old mary haldane it seems was called mistress merely out of courtesy for she had no claim to the title a woman of some considerable personal charms in her youth she had given way to the deceiver and at last found herself on the streets a drunken worthless vagrant she had three daughters one of whom married a tinsmith named clark carrying on business in the high street of edinburgh the second at the time of her mother's death was serving a term of fourteen years transportation for some offence while the third was simply following the unfortunate example of one who should have sheltered her from evil influences old mary was well known to burke and hare and their wives having at one time been a denizen of logs lodging-house according to burke's own admission this was how the murder was committed she was a lodger of hare's she went into hare's stable the door was left open and she being drunk and falling asleep among some straw hare and burke murdered her the same way as they did the others and kept the body all night in the stable and took her to dr knox's next day she had but one tooth in her mouth and that was a very large one in front this account however hardly agrees with what was brought out by subsequent inquiries burke it would appear had long thought of her as a proper subject for his murdering craft and one day when he felt that something further would have to be done to renew their exhausted exchequer he went out to look for mary she had left hare's lodgings and was then away on a drunken debauch his search was unfruitful at the time but two days later he saw her standing at the close leading to the house in which she then resided she was then in the condition of the man who said he was sober and sorry for it for she readily agreed to accept the dram burke offered her if she went along with him mary was well known in the district and the gammons regarded her as a butt for their little practical jokes and coarse fun they ran after her as she passed along the grass market towards the west port all the more so as she was in the company of a well-dressed man because burke's personal appearance and habit had been improved by the large sums of money he was every now and then receiving from dr knox for his ghastly merchandise many persons noticed the strangely assorted couple and although they wondered a little at the time to see them going along the street in so friendly a manner they soon forgot all about it until the disclosures of the trial brought the incident back to their recollections as burke and mrs haldane were on their way along they met hare walking in the opposite direction hare if he were not previously aware of his colleague's object now quickly divined it and stood to speak with them mary agreed to accompany her old landlord to his house in tanner's close 
and burke having chased away the children who were tormenting the poor woman left them to transact some other business he was not however long behind them in arriving at hare's house where the two women mcdougall and mrs hare had provided whiskey for the good of the company the bottle was passed round and mrs haldane partook greedily of its contents so greedily indeed that in a marvellously short time she was helplessly intoxicated then followed the usual process of burking and mary haldane unfortunate in life was equally unfortunate in her death of course the women had retired from the apartment before the last scene was enacted probably they did not care to see the end for it was inconvenient if they should be called upon as witnesses though they must have known what was being done as they certainly contributed largely to bring about the commission of the deed this was but a part of the method and in this as in other respects it was carefully carried out what dr knox or his assistants gave them for mary haldane's body is not known but it has been suspected that providing a regular and good supply the conspirators were now receiving twelve or fourteen pounds for every subject they took to surgeon's square but this was not the end of the haldane tragedy there was yet another victim from that already unfortunate family mention has been made of the daughter margaret who was only too closely following in the footsteps of her wayward mother notwithstanding the terrible career of these two unfortunates there seems to have been as strong a bond of affection between them as should always exist between a daughter and a mother margaret or peggy haldane soon missed her mother and after the lapse of a day or two set out to look for her it was nothing new for the old woman to be away for a short time but on this occasion the absence was more prolonged than usual she went about asking everyone she knew if they had seen mary haldane and her begrutten face and tawdry finery drew sympathy from many to whom that feeling was an almost total stranger many gave her what help they could to trace her missing mother but for a time they were without a clue until david rymer a grocer in portsburg mentioned to a neighbor that he had seen mary haldane in the company of hare on the way to his house the girl felt that her search was now at an end and so it was for she would soon be beside her lost parent at hare's house she called in the full expectation of finding her mother perhaps it might be in the midst of a debauch but that was nothing out of the way and surely she would get her home with her on entering the house peggy met mrs hare and helen mcdougall who to her surprise denied that mary haldane had recently been with them and who in the fear of discovery endeavoured to strengthen their repudiation by abusing the old woman and her daughter hare in an adjoining apartment heard what was going on and set to work to deceive the girl in a much more astute manner blank denial could only send her back to those who had helped her to trace her mother to his house suspicion might be raised and inquiry he saw could only result in complete discovery he therefore came out of his den and silencing the clamorous tongues of his two female associates he assured peggy that he could give her the explanation of her mother's disappearance in his heart he knew no one could throw more light than he on the matter but it was his purpose rather to darken than illuminate the inquiring mind of the poor searcher he invited her into the adjoining room to taste the inevitable dram 
drink and die she was not averse to a drop of whiskey and she sat down at the table where her mother but a few days before had indulged in her last debauch i and where many before had done the same burke had noticed peggy enter the house and he soon followed after her it was wonderful how readily these two men closed round their victims he sat down at the table with hare and the girl and the former began his explanation he admitted of course that he had seen old mary for there was a policy in that but he added that she left him to go on a visit to some friends she had at mid calder a few miles to the west of edinburgh it must have appeared a little strange to peggy that her mother should have gone visiting among her family friends without letting her daughter know of her intention but then mary's ways were somewhat erratic and the hope that a walk to mid calder would discover her mother combined with the benumbing effects of the whisky she was drinking quieted her anxieties the potation wrought speedily and the young woman passed from the talkative and merry state of drunkenness to the dull and stupid until at last she was ready for the sacrifice she was so drunk says burke that he did not think she was sensible of her death as she made no resistance whatever burke's confession regarding peggy haldane's murder has been proven by inquiry to be inaccurate in some details but there is no reason to doubt his account of the manner of it he says it was committed in Brogan's house that was not the case for the crime occurred in logg's lodging-house of which hare was then the landlord he said hare had no hand in it and that this was the only murder that burke committed by himself but what hare was connected with but this statement is contradicted by another of burke's own confessions and further we have seen that if hare took no active part in the murder itself he was at least accessory to it however as to the manner there need be little doubt she was laid with her face downwards and he burke pressed her down and she was soon suffocated what a dreadful death yet no more dreadful than that met by all the victims of the soul-hardened conspirators the body was put into a tea-chest and taken to the rooms of dr knox mary and peggy haldane were again under the same roof they were again together but in death burke acknowledged that he received eight pounds for this victim but as he said he did not always keep mind of what he got for a subject though he had no doubt dr knox's books would show these books however never saw the light of day End of chapter 10